Hello and welcome back to The Growing Revolution. I'm Eric Olson with Smart Pot Fabric Planters. And this week, our guest is Alex Luscombe from Lucas Nursery and Butterfly Encounter in Oviedo, Florida. God, I hope I pronounced that right. Lucas Nursery has been a family-owned business for four generations. It's a nursery and a destination in the Orlando area. So, Alex, welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks, Eric. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, thanks for making the time. Um, so I was reading a little bit about the Lucas family history, and it sounds like basically they were, you know, one of the founders of the town. Can you explain that story briefly? Yeah, I'll give a little bit of backstory on it. But yeah, kind of the first with other families in this town. But um, the Lucases, uh, they kind of came over from Slovakia to America kind of in the turn of the 1900s, so very early 1900s, late 1800s. Um, initially, they didn't come straight to Florida. They went to Ohio, um, where kind of searching for that American dream in a sense. Um, went to Ohio, started in that industrial age, factory, kind of different things where everything would fit. Um, and then slowly kind of figured, you know, it's just not what not what they intended so they kind of sh them and a couple other families all slavic families came down to florida uh kind of pioneered the oviedo area so kind of where we are here um but really developed the slavia area with each of those families um and then from there i mean it was more of it was just all native so it was kind of the first people to come essentially um cutting down a lot of brush, cutting down, clearing the area. And the first thing that they wanted to get back to was their, their original roots, which was kind of agriculture. Um, so it started not really as a nursery, but it started more as row crops, which the big one was celery. Um, Central Florida, specifically Sanford, was the celery capital of the world. Um, so they grew the majority and pretty much all the celery in that central Florida area, which was really neat. Um, it didn't kind of come up until more into the late 60s, early 70s, where the nursery kind of started with the third generation of Lucas's. Um, it started, funny, kind of started with uh, picking out cabbage palms in the forest and potting them up in recycled coffee cans. Um, so that's kind of the first thing they used uh, as far as kind of a potting bucket for for you will. Um, so that's kind of cool. And then kind of in 1973, that's when Lucas Nursery and Garden Shop was incorporated. And that's kind of where it all started, started from there. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why did they transition from like kind of more commercial ag into like retail ag? Yeah, I think it was just the growth that was happening in this area. Um, it was turning more into a city versus farmland. Right. Yeah. I mean, you should you should have seen what Oviedo looked like way back in the day compared to what it looks like now. It's a whole different place. Um, but yeah, it started imagine. started as farmland, and then it just developed, developed, developed. So more people coming in. So they kind of transitioned out of that crop um, into that retail nursery environment. Yeah, the the whole central of Florida was agriculture until uh, Disney World came into being, yeah, pretty much. Right, and Disney, I mean, happened right as they transitioned into the nursery business. So yeah, yeah, good timing, good timing. Yeah. 
Um, so I, I was kind of seeing online that the Lucas Nursery has had continual improvements on their property, including adding the butterfly encounter in 2004. Mm-hmm. Has this all been like self-financed growth? Have they had to get investors or, or bank help? Yeah, I mean, it's all from the family. So, I mean, being blessed, working hard goes a long way. Um, keeping that family integrity as well. So that way, I mean, every it's a team. Um, even to this date, it's still a team. We're all a family. All the employees are just a big, happy family. So I think that's really what it stems from. But yeah, it's all self, um, self-invested. self No outside yeah. investors. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the best way to grow. And uh, honestly, you guys, I don't know if people watching, Lucas Nursery is one of the top 100 uh, independent garden centers in the country. And mm-hmm. I've noticed a theme with those stores is that a lot of them are not just selling plants. Mm-hmm. There's something else that's drawing people there. Right. For you guys, it's the butterfly encounter. For yeah. other uh, places, it's maybe like, a little restaurant or a cafe mm-hmm. or something like that. So uh, if any other independent garden centers, you know, want to get into that top 100, add something that draws, uh, you know, people to the area right. and, and you'll find uh, great success coming from that. Definitely. Um, so I saw that uh, you guys also are doing like seminars and classes, like a build a pizza garden class and yeah. a edible paradise seminar um Mm -hmm. what do those entail are they free how many people show up and you know what other classes have you done besides those if any yeah we've done a ton of classes i think we started doing the classes a while ago probably five six years ago um but we try to do them periodically throughout the month we just took a break in july just because it was so hot it was kind of brutal to sit in on a seminar with it being that hot um, but yeah, we do a ton of seminars. I'm actually speaking at the Edible Paradise seminar next week, um, which is just kind of the best fruit trees to plant this time of year, how to take care of them, insect, uh, fungus, proper care with maintenance, fertilizing and stuff like that as well. Um, that one's totally free, free for everybody to enjoy. And then obviously walk the nursery and see what we have that we talked about. Um, something like the pizza garden one, that one's, I think it's 10 or $15, but you actually build your own pizza garden in a container. Um, so you get that out of it, which is really cool. Usually. Our yeah. Yeah. I can imagine free. that's a big draw for, you know, uh, adults, but especially kids. Uh, my kids just love craft yeah. projects and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, then you fun. got customers, uh, on the grounds and hopefully they pick up something while they're there. Um, right. Yeah. So uh, I saw that also Lucas Nursery is a destination for parties and field trips. Uh, how many of mm-hmm. those do you guys see per year? And uh, and I'm assuming that's helped with business as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, spring is, as far as the field trips, it's meant more for the butterfly encounter, less like in the, the retail nursery side of it. Um, but the butterfly encounter, the biggest seasons are definitely March to May. Through March to May, we see 25 to 50 kids per day, um, Monday through Friday. Um, So it's a lot of field trips all in the surrounding counties uh, for those schools that want to come and enjoy a really kind of magical experience to see how, you know, a caterpillar develops into a monarch butterfly. And then we've got a lot of chickens on property. So we give a little bit of knowledge and education on chickens, the cows, the donkeys. So it's a really cool experience. 
but you have to book early, usually by kind of fall. So in a couple of months, we'll already be booked out all the way past spring of the following year. So it wow. books out really quick, but it's a really cool experience. Um, thousands Can individuals just show up and, and tour the butterfly encounter? Or is it kind of if, if you're not a part of a group, you can't get in? No, everybody's welcome. Yeah, everybody's okay. welcome. We probably see over 25,000 visitors a year in the butterfly wow. encounter. So everybody's welcome. The field trips are one that you have to set up because that's a bit more tour guided. Um, but it's, yeah, the butterfly encounter, it's a really cool 4,000 square foot self tour where you see at any given moment, 15 to 30 native butterfly species, some birds, and then just really cool plants in there as well. Yeah. 4,000 square feet. That's huge. I've been to a few other butterfly encounters that are like maybe 500 square feet, uh, if that. So yeah, when I'm in Orlando, I'm definitely coming. Definitely. We're uh, the largest, uh, we're the largest native conservatory in Florida. So it's, it's a really cool place. Nice. Nice. Um, so do you guys hold any community events or charitable causes that you're all involved in? Yeah, definitely. Um, as far as community, we have a really big fall festival every year in October where we'll see thousands of people a day coming to that. But it's just a really cool community, a bunch of food trucks. Um, we do pumpkin patches, inflatables. There's live bands. Every year is different, but a really cool community event there. Um, right now, Is we're that on the doing... nursery grounds or is that somewhere else? Yeah, it's on the nursery grounds. So it's kind of all throughout the nursery is the pumpkin painting pumpkin patch and then kind of in our big receiving areas where a lot of like the food trucks and the inflatables and dunk tanks all that kind of stuff is awesome well i could imagine that's a big uh a big event um now kind of getting into like operations uh florida deals with hurricanes and tropical storms from time to time how do you guys deal with hurricanes uh in the preparation for them and then the aftermath just pray. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's challenging. Um, we've got probably five buildings where we stuff as many plants as we can that are going to take a lot of damage in those buildings. So we probably fit a good 100,000, 200,000 plants in those five buildings throughout the kind of the night of or the, the day of that hurricane. Um, and then, yeah, everything else that we can't really fit, we kind of mush together keep it nice and close that way it doesn't fall over um but yeah it's you just kind of have to let mother nature take its course um see what happens but usually we've been blessed to not really get hit too bad especially on the previous hurricanes a couple trees on property have fallen over big big mama trees but um no real real damage so we've been pretty blessed about that yeah, unfortunately, you guys are inland, so the hurricanes are a little bit less powerful right. by the time they make it to uh, central Florida. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Cool to know. Um, so I saw online that you guys have your own soil and fertilizer products. Who's making that for you, and what makes it unique or beneficial for the central Florida gardener? Yeah, as far as our fertilizer goes, it's... Um... Phil Lucas, which was a third generation Lucas, he's it's kind of his eleven herbs and spices. It's his secret secret recipe, um, but it's it's created by Central Florida residents in Central Florida for Central Florida. Um, so it's a very balanced fertilizer that's going to hit all your major and micronutrients. Um, but it's it's uh, Sunnyland is the the manufacturer that kind of puts the so, uh, fertilizer together 
bags it, all that kind of stuff. But it's also in a clear bag. So you, you know there's no fillers. You can see it, taste it, feel it, and really know what you're buying. So it's a really Yeah, it's a I really saw that. It's fertilizer. a nice looking package. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it makes sense that you need those um, macro elements because Florida's soil is just mostly sand. So, yeah. you know, besides silica, you're not really getting any other uh, yeah. elements for your plants. It's, it's, a, it's a full package for sure. And then as far as our soil, that's another one that's made in Florida. Obviously, some elements like the peat moss and things aren't from Florida, but uh, it's another SunGrow is the company that manufactures it for us. So they package it, all that fun stuff. So it's all Florida and local. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, how do you, how do you guys attract and retain your employees? Yeah. Um, a lot of our employees come from previous, uh, family members that have worked at the nursery. I know one employee we have right now, his grandma worked here several years ago. Um, and then he started working here about a year ago. Um, but it's just, we're very heavily involved in the community. I didn't touch on the charity events we also do. Uh, so every Christmas we do Christmas trees. All the proceeds go to two organizations uh, that we end up working with. And then also on um, in the October range for breast cancer awareness, we do pink poinsettias. All the proceeds also go to charity for that. Um, but we're heavily involved in the community. So I think that's a big factor in um, getting employees and all those applications that come in every day. As far as retention, like I said earlier, it's just one big happy family. Um, So we know everybody's got your back. There's a lot of learning. There's a lot of growth that happens. So um, I think just that that family and friendly place to work um, just is what people keeps people here. Yeah, I I think the 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 best employee for an independent garden center is somebody who's just got a good attitude because the plant knowledge that can be taught. But right. if you don't have good customer skills, like you are mm-hmm. not going to be a valuable asset right. uh, to a nursery. Yeah. Awesome. So I saw that you guys have uh, started stocking smart pot products over there, uh, especially mm-hmm. the no cocoa liners. Have you guys gotten any feedback from customers yet on those or has it just been a little early? It's been early, so we just got them a couple months ago. But I mean, for the no cocoa liners, that's been a really good one. Um, A lot of customers like that it doesn't deteriorate quick. It lasts a long time. Um, But their plants are happy in it. It it, uh, doesn't hold too much moisture, but it allows for what the plant needs, essentially. Um, Yeah. And then along with the no cocoa liners, we've got the grower containers as well, which is for me as an advocate for fruit trees and edible landscaping, that's a really big one. If you don't have the space... Don't go plastic, go the the fabric container out because your plants are just going to be so much happier in the long run. Yeah, yeah. And then also with so many people like living in townhomes and, you know, renting where they might have to move from year to Mm -hmm. year, I think container gardening is really the best option. And especially for perennials, put it in a smart pot and you'll have much better root development uh, over time. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. With as much as Oviedo is growing, there's apartments popping up everywhere. So yeah, smart pots. Um, and that container gardening is the way to go around here. Yeah, for sure. Um, that was actually all the questions that I had, Alex. Uh, how can people reach uh, Lucas Nursery or especially find you guys online? What yeah, what formats uh, are you on? Online, we've got a website, lucasnursery.com. And then as far as social medias, we've got Facebook, Instagram with the handles Lucas Nursery. Um, we've also have YouTube channel where we 
kind of post a lot of PK stuff and some of, some of our seminars will go on there as well. Uh, we've got a TikTok, so that's fun. Um, those are the big four or five right there. Yeah. But every, awesome. you can find everything on our website. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much, Alex, for joining uh, us on the podcast today. Thank you for stocking SmartPot products. We appreciate that. So looking forward to meeting you guys uh, in the future and uh, touring the Butterfly Garden. Yeah, you'll have to come out. It's a great time. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me.